Who studies the Bible these days anyway? Who goes home and just reads it? Pastors maybe, fanatical Christians maybe, students maybe, but us? Yes, this is the big idea that I've been teaching since I got here at the United Church of Christ Southbury. That Jesus came to teach us how to live life for ourselves. He did not come to live for us. He did not come to meditate for us. He didn't come to pray for us. He didn't come to fast for us. And he didn't come to study the Bible for us. To people who just want a Jesus who does everything for them, he's just a savior. That's it. But they don't realize that the salvation Jesus offers us is the way he lived. Not simply ooing and eyeing over Jesus, uh, that's not what gets us into heaven. It's following the way Jesus approached life that makes us Christians. The disciples didn't call Jesus Savior. They called him Rabbi, which means teacher. And for me, Jesus is a teacher that saved me because he taught me how to approach life on my own. And these ancient writings in the Bible show us that Jesus doesn't triumph over life for all humans. Instead, what Jesus does is he shows humans how to triumph over life. With his life, he found the way to God for himself. He then lived it, then he taught it. Now, that may be bad news to everyone who thought that the good news was Jesus just giving out golden tickets to everyone who called him Lord and believed. But Jesus corrects this thinking when he teaches the crowds by saying, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. The good news is that Jesus doesn't want our lip service or devotion. Jesus wants you to actually instead pick up, hit this story, the Bible, and make it your own story. That's how Jesus became the Son of God. And the invitation we get in John chapter 1 is, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God. Jesus read the Bible and discovered that the whole story was actually talking about a human being that would lead and guide people to the right understanding of their creator. And Jesus stopped waiting for that person to come. And he decided that he himself would become that person. He was going to be the light of the world. He was going to show people how to interact with the Bible. And he was going to tell people to stop looking at the clouds, waiting for God to come. In today's passage, we see Jesus' spin on the Bible, and it was this, that the whole book was talking about him. And those who have eyes and ears, if they pay attention, they'll discover that when reading the Bible, it's actually also talking about you. And if the Bible's all about you, then maybe it's worth studying. Today's scripture points out that the religious leaders of Jesus' day were practicing this discipline of study, but they were doing it wrong. They were studying the scriptures so that they knew the laws, that they knew the teachings of their ancestors. They knew the rituals and traditions. But Jesus came on the scene telling them that all of their study was in vain. They were studying the rules, but Jesus came and brought us something different. Jesus came and taught us how to approach the Bible. He showed it, showed that it was filled with parables and riddles designed for the reader to study. And through studying the scripture, Jesus discovered that he was the son of God. In fact, through studying scripture, Jesus discovered that all of us were God's children. Jesus discovered that the laws and traditions of his religion 
were designed to benefit the religious institution. But Jesus saw that the religious institution was really something that was meant to serve people. In John chapter 5, right before today's scripture reading, there's a story of Jesus healing a man on the Sabbath. Now to the religious leaders, you could do no work. They believed that you could do no work on the Sabbath. And that meant Jesus's work as a healer also had to be put on pause for the day. Here's the record of how the religious leaders felt towards Jesus. It says, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, healing people, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at work to this very day, and I'm working too. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling his own fa- God his own father, making himself equal with God. So the religious leaders are losing it with Jesus because he's working on the Sabbath, a direct violation in their eyes of the Ten Commandments. But Jesus, in another passage of scripture, says, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. The religious leaders wanted strict adherence to the rules and customs of their faith. But Jesus is saying that the rules are just there as a guide and help. They aren't meant to beat you up. They're meant to lift you up. So when I talk about these spiritual disciplines, I'm not saying you have to do them. There's no law in the Bible that directs us to do these things. But what I am saying is that if you do do them, you'll benefit from them. If you don't do them, you won't benefit from them. But don't ever fall into the trap of having people tell you that you have to do these things. That's a mistake carried over from the old way of religion that Jesus corrected in the New Testament. That said, when it comes to studying the scripture, we all likely know we should do it, but we don't. Why? Likely because we don't want to. Simple answer. We have the time. We find time to do all kinds of things. But the reason many people don't want to read the Bible is that they just don't have a desire to. So we'll start there. Where do I find the desire to read God's word, to study the scripture? Well, first, you've got to know the goal of reading the Bible. The goal of the Bible is to get you to do one very specific thing. Jesus said it in our passage. He wants you to see that these are the very scriptures that testify about me. Jesus told the people back then that their whole Bible was actually a story about him. Imagine that. (laughs) Sometimes it's important to also look at the side of Jesus' opponents. Imagine someone here saying that the scriptures are all about them. That likely wouldn't go over well, but Jesus, through his study, actually heard the Bible telling him that it was all about him, which was an insanely bold move on his part. Jesus didn't have to be the Son of God to know he was going to be hung on a cross. He knew it, because he says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. And when he says, you refuse to come to me, he said, that's when he knew they were going to come after him. Jesus said that they studied the scripture, thinking that by studying them, they would have eternal life, but that because their study had not yielded the conclusion that Jesus had come to, he then decided that they must be as lost as he was until he discovered what the truth of scripture was. When the religious people read uh, read the scriptures back then, they saw a God who insisted they followed his orders, but then here comes Jesus saying the scriptures aren't about rules. The scriptures 
are actually all about this peasant from Nazareth. To them, Jesus was a teacher who was making himself out to be some kind of deity by claiming to have a higher truth than what was being taught in the temple and synagogues of his day. What was he claiming that pushed him over the edge? That all the Bible was telling his story. Every miracle, every vision, every situation was actually a story about Jesus. So when Jesus reads Isaiah, he reads about himself. When he reads Genesis, he reads about himself. When he reads the Psalms, he's reading about himself. Do you know that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Well, one of the rules to being a great friend and influencer is to get people to talk about themselves when in a conversation. I know this because I studied it. You see, study helps. If you want everyone to like you and enjoy your company, just figure out how to make the conversation about them. It's so counterintuitive, but the reality is, as much as we want to impress people with our stories, people will be more impressed by how you made them feel after the conversation, and they'll leave wanting more of your precious ear time. The key is to make it about them. This is a basic principle of life, and basic principles always lead me back to God. Today's passage tells us that the religious leaders of the day studied the scripture, and it tells us that Jesus had a different way of seeing it. Jesus studied scripture like it was talking to him. That's where the desire came from. He read to learn where he came from. He read to learn his history. And he discovered through his reading, through his study, that the only savior that was coming to the people would be an average Joe or Jill who rose to scripture's biggest challenge. Can someone read these these, uh, pages on this book and actually put them into practice? Can someone stop waiting for the light of the world to come and become the light of the world themselves? Can someone become aware of their own darkness and figure out how to bring the light in their life? And once they do, can they share that process with others? Jesus became a student of the Bible, not because someone told him he had to memorize scriptures. He became a student of the Bible because he saw it as his own story. God must have read how to win friends and influence people because he figured out how to make the Bible attractive to any person. God made the Bible a biography of not only Jesus, but also of us. That's what Jesus was trying to get us to see, that the Bible is not just the book about the Son of God. It's a book about all of God's children, which means it's also about us. Jesus invites others to read the Bible as he does. That's where the desire of scripture comes from. It comes from your own desire to know yourself. And you study it to understand who you are, where you came from, and what you're meant to do with your life. You aren't going to do this with a John Grissom novel or the Harry Potter series. Those books don't carry the weight the Bible does. Because the Bible is holy. That word holy means set apart, unique, that there's nothing else like it. Without that word holy, the Bible would just mean book. But we call it a holy book because we say that there is none like it. Yet there are many like it. Just go to Barnes and Nobles and you'll see a whole section of Bibles. It's not the title that makes the Bible holy. You see, what makes the Bible holy is you. There's no one else like you. You are unique, and when you pick up this book and read it as your own story, then it becomes a unique book, a holy book, because now it's your story, and how you study it will shape who you are. 
That's what happened with Jesus, and it, that's what can happen with you. If we could make a daily practice of studying Scripture, going into it, reading it the way Jesus did, then we too would begin to see how God is at work in the world. So this week, here's the challenge that will give us a template on how to incorporate the disciplines into our lives. On Monday and Wednesday and Friday, take time to meditate and pray. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, take some time to study scripture. If you want to do more, great, but you can just start here. It'll give you a sense of where to begin. Look at your calendar and find time in your day to set apart some time for study. Open up the Bible and maybe begin in Genesis, or you can look at the scripture we studied here at church. Set a timer for 30 minutes and just read, making notes of things that speak to you. This week I studied Genesis myself and the word light caught my attention. I then went online and looked at every passage of scripture that uses the word light, and I discovered that the light in Genesis chapter 1 is not talking about the light of day and darkness of night. It's actually talking about truth and ignorance. I then discovered in John 1 that Jesus called himself the bringer of light and that he came to enlighten all people. And I saw Jesus telling people that he is the light and that he has to return back to the light, but that we should not worry for he's placed his light within us. Jesus made the story about him and then gave us permission to make the story about us, how we are now the light of the world. More specifically, how I am now the light of the world. When I study the Bible the way Jesus did, I'm no longer a spectator on the sidelines of life. I'm an active participant. I'm just like Jesus, an average Joe called to live an above average life. When I study the Bible now, it's like looking in the mirror and seeing who I truly am. And I walk away being interested and influenced by its story because I believe it's speaking directly to me. I know this may be a new thing for people to do, so I want to give you, I want you to give it a try this week and let me know if it went good. If it's not rewarding, if you're not sure you're doing it right, just reach out. I'm here to help. That's the kind of it help that a pastor gives. Uh, so again, this week, set aside a couple days to study the Bible, find a quiet space where you can be alone for 30 minutes, and read it as if it's your story. Over time, you will hear the voice of God popping up on its pages. It will speak to you, and you'll start to hear that voice that Jesus heard. Remember, a 10,000-mile journey begins with one step. May we all take that step towards knowing who we really are by making time to study the stories in this holy 